Hi, I'm Ryan Jennings, and this is a Kiwi Original. On today's episode, I speak with Anne-Marie from Halley Labels about the ways in which Halley Labels interacts with their customers, and we discuss modern labeling solutions. Things have changed somewhat. There are new considerations to be made by those New Zealand manufacturers who are putting labels on their products. Things like sustainability and what happens to that label next, are now important. Also, authenticity, transparency, and tracking the start to end journey of the product through labeling. Anne-Marie knows her product specifications, she knows her label treatment types, and we go into the weeds all on this. Halley Labels has a good production capability in New Zealand and has been here since 2016, and in Australia since 2018. Our chat took place at Halley Express in Auckland, their specialist production site. And if you're after a fast turnaround for labels, this is one of the organizations to contact. Sometimes labeling gets missed out in the manufacturing process. We're so consumed with what goes into the product that sometimes the labels that need to go on there are left to the last minute. Halley Labels is the type of company that can help you out on that. Let's take a listen. Labels-wise, uh, the whole gamut. So we're, um, you know, not so exciting blank labels that uh, get overprinted by the customer and put on a carton, um, right through to the other end. You know, the fully embellished wine labels that are, you know, beautiful foil, beautiful embossing that um, that you'll see on the shelf, and you know, have a whole array of um, different types of embellishments to to choose from and, and select. So, got it. So the whole thing. Your your customer then is a manufacturer or a producer mm. uh, who wants to show or promote or at the minimum label their product or their packaging to the end customer, whoever that may be. Exactly, um, and also uh, those who you know need information on their product. Um, so there's the distribution part of the world too. So the couriers and what have you, you know, that label doesn't need to last as long and is not nearly so pretty, but a particularly important, you know, part of um, our customer base as well. But yes, that's exactly it. So we're, we are helping our customers um, uh, portray their, their brand, their passion, their product on the, you know, on the packaging. And um, we get a chance to work with a lot of customers really closely and have, um, you know, share their um, enthusiasm and their passion for their products. And that's um, yeah, one of the really, really good parts of this job. What would have been a recent one that you've worked on that you collaborated with a customer around the design and then, mm. you know, when both of you saw it come to life, mm -hmm. uh, it was, you know, beyond what you expected? There, I've got a couple of samples which I brought along with me. Um, All Press would be one that um, we did, you know, collaboration with right from the outset. So in terms of the design, um, they, you know, they talked to us about what they were trying to portray. You know, it's a brand that's, um, you know, they, they want to be seen as premium, as, um, I guess, natural um, and, um, you know, wanted to have a product that uh, went well with their, you know, their 
their paper bag. So, um, you know, they talk to us about the brief that they're looking for with regards to the label and the embellishments, and then we work with them and say, okay, we think, you know, a, a brushed foil in this regard would portray um, a more, you know, natural but still have a premium approach. And the material that we've used on this one is a um, uh, an uncoated material, so, you know, nice to, to touch and a, a matte, um, very luxurious feel, um, and also... Um, environmentally has some good properties as well. This one's actually got 30% uh, post-consumer waste um, contained in the actual product. So it's been, um, the paper's been to a consumer and then been collected and then been rolled back around into the process to create another label again. So so that's one, you know, one um, particular project that I can recall that we did some, um, did some quite close work with. Um, others, uh, kind of depends on what the customer's after. Um, we've got uh, a customer here who has an organic product and um, they again wanted a product, a label that reflected, you know, what's also inside the, um, inside the jar. And so for them, we've got a, um, a label that's actually not made out of paper, it's made out of ground down limestone oh, really? over from the building industry. So, um, you know, waste limestone goes into um, create a synthetic type label, which then when left in the sun for a certain period of time, breaks back down again into little rocks. So That's pretty impressive. So yeah, it is. do you is. get that, that raw paper that then you're printing on from, from them or, or is that part of the, the process that Hallie works on? Yeah, so that's part that we work on. So um, uh, the, the customer will provide us with the design and the concept and we say, okay, we've got 150 different types of raw material that you could use um, and they're, you know, they're paper and they are... PP and PET and they have res, uh, environmental properties and they are foil and, you know, a whole lot of different types of face stock. And then the adhesive that um, goes with the, um, the face stock also comes in different versions. We've got a, a, a permanent, a um, removable and a repositionable option. Repositionable being helpful to our customers who are applying labels that are um, at speed and the label maybe isn't applied quite straight and so they have a, a, a portion of time in which they can reposition it, take it off and straighten it up and put it back on again in the label and the product isn't wasted. So um, so those are different types of adhesive and then of course the adhesive properties within permanent um, removable and repo are are different as well. So we're applying some products to, applying some labels to frozen products and some to products at room temperature. Uh, some, they are warm after they've been filled with warm liquid. Um, and so, you know, 150 or more different um, options for you to choose in terms of what that little little bit of paper looks like on your on your product. So the specifying of the, um, the label there's a secret in that. There's a lot of questions for us to ask and it's quite technical in that respect, making sure we match the material up with what the customer is intending to do with it and then also um, you know, what they want to put on it. So. I've just learned so much about labels that I didn't there's know. There's a lot to labels. Um, and it's, um, it's an industry that is, there's something new every day. The, the variety is massive and you know, we're making things that are, um, that are important to people people so we get kind of a buzz from that and it's an industry where you, you tend to once you get started and that you don't 
you don't leave. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been in labels for twenty years, um, and um, yeah, it's it's terrific, terrific industry to work in. And the amount you would know versus a manufacturer who, you know, is specialising in what goes into the bottle, um, not how it's going to be labelled, maybe to do with how they want it to look or um, be seen on the shelf, but certainly not how that label is going to be applied. Uh, at what stage do you um, or would you like manufacturers to get in touch to start thinking about that? Can it be done once they've set up their, their factory or do you have to consider this as you go along? Uh, the earlier the better, I'm sure everyone says that. Um, but um, what we're often doing is working with third party uh, bottlers or canners or, you know, packaging people who have some experience in, um, you know, what they are looking for and what they've done before. Uh, but we can work with the whole the whole spectrum for the, you know, the people who are starting off making a product in their garage and they want to hand apply the, the label uh, right through to the other end of the spectrum, you know, the, the uh, v- big food and beverage guys who are applying labels at, you know, speeds that, you know, uh, faster than the eye. So, um, you know, it's important for us to ask a lot of questions because we're the experts and, you know, our customers don't always know what we need to know. Um, We ask a lot of questions so that we can make sure that there aren't any red flags for us to consider and, um, you know, any special technical requirements that we need to make sure we cover in the material and the um, application of the label. In terms of the of what goes onto the label, there's two key components on the, the front when you, you see it in a shop is does it attract you to it and does it have the legal information on it, the nutritional information or the compliance information. Uh, have you seen any um, or have you picked up on any trends of um, like what you just showed there with the, the coffee, that kind of natural look but luxurious. Is there any particular trends that you see over that period of time you've been in the industry of of things shifting? Uh, yeah, I'd say more to that end. Uh, our New Zealand manufacturing base, are, um, you know, they're quite smart in terms of understanding um, value add and understanding uh, premiumisation of their products. And um, the label helps it to look like that. If you, you know, you um, take a honey product such as this one. I mean, wow. this is beautiful labelling that looks super luxurious and the honey is you know very high value but the label is helping to show show the um, consumer base that that's what they're after um, so yeah it's a, it's um, a lot of a lot of a story to tell in the label and um, certainly in the wine space you know I know that if you're looking on a shelf um, full of wine bottles um, when I'm selecting a wine I'm looking at the label and I'll often choose the bottle based on the label. So it is about how how that stands out and differentiates itself from all the other wine wine bottles and labels on the on the shelf there. I forgot what the question started right. off being. <laughs> There's a lot to tell you. <laughs> but it's about what goes, uh, you know, the, the front of the label is about generally the, the promotion side of it and what mm. you picked up there with the Manuka Emporium honey or what I liked about it and that front is the... There's a bee on mm. a place mm. that is not necessary to the label as such, but it's speaking to that bottle hasn't been opened yet. Yeah. So there's a slight, um, yeah. it's secure and it's it's premium. Uh, is there anything that you've been asked to do in terms of labelling that you just think, 
wow, that's that's new or that's mm. complex mm. Uh, to put together. Mm. Uh, I think increasingly our New Zealand manufacturers are concerned about um, uh, the security of their products and counterfeiting and traceability. And so we are seeing more and more characteristics that we can incorporate in the label to help them do that. Um, we've got a product, um, actually this one here, uh, which is a, um, a liver, supporting your liver health for MitoQ. On here we've got a, um, a two-dimensional barcode and that barcode is um, unique to each uh, label that we have here and the, um, the consumer has uh, the ability to scan that to um, get confirmation that this is a genuine product from MitoQ as opposed to you know anything else that might be um, trying to imitate it. And then our customer also is able then to um, collect that information and um, understand where their product's being sold. And therefore, um, if it's you know being sold in a region that they don't normally sell to, um, that might give rise to you know them doing some investigation or or maybe their product is being sold in regions where they would like to you know do more work mm. and so there's a lot of intelligence that can be stored in you know in a small and unobtrusive um, code there so we're seeing we're seeing more of that um, we're seeing more of um, the traceability uh, so um, RFID is starting now to be talked about in our industry more. It's been talked about for a long time, but I think we might be on the verge of um, uh, it being um, a cost effective as well as a, an additional property that our customers can use in their supply chain. So um, an RFID tag can be inserted inside of a label um, so that when in the application process that RFID tag gets placed on the bottle or the jar and um, that then gives them a method by which that can be scanned at any stage in the supply chain um, to track and uh, trace and to, um, to show provenance. Uh, so in um, the red meat sector it's important um, so that they can, um, you know, show uh, you know where along the chain that uh, product has gone and um, where it where it's sourced from, um, and it's obviously super important to the end consumer. So, um, so valuable again to to our customers. So I think more in the smarts, and, you know, in the intelligence of the label. That's really what we're seeing now, uh, along with uh, the environmental push. Uh, so our customers are getting more uh, educated about uh, what they need to do um, environmentally and of course part of their packaging, the label is part of their packaging and we need to um, help them with understanding how to get the best um, end solution for their packaging. It's no good having a paper label on a um, HDPE product because in the recycling process uh, that that's, you know, doesn't gel, they, they can't recycle either of them if they're still joined together. So you know you want a, um, a label that matches the, the packaging so that they can be recycled as one and um, you know our customers um, also you know, need to understand compostability and what that means. So there's, uh, there's home composting and industrial composting and we don't have industrial composting um, capability in New Zealand. So um, you know, there might be a, a product that is touted as being compostable but really uh, that's not going to happen in, you know, in our small part of the world. We have to find another way um, to do things. So. We do have a customer who actually uh, has created their own composting um, 
uh, capability. So they have a, a, a beverage product um, inside a, um, a bottle which is made from uh, PLA, so polylactic acid, uh, which is generated from vegetable starch. So the, the bottle and the label are made from PLA and um, that means they can be composted. Uh, but it requires the uh, consumer who's drinking the product to return the bottle um, to the, the retailer and the retailers then pass that back to the manufacturer and they can then compost that back with them. I think that process for the customers working pretty nicely because they've um, done a lot of really nice marketing of it. Um, yeah, so, and um, there's also a refill option too, so the customers um, you know, thinking carefully about what other things can I do to make sure this bottle can do another round. So, oh, it's interesting. So there's the um, securitisation of the, mm. the supply chain as, a, as something that takes a label from being just a printed label for that particular product or that particular line into something that gives confidence to the end consumer, particularly with globalised supply chains. You get to see that, yes, the product in front of me is actually the product that's come from this location, that, that provenance side of it. Mm. Uh, and the sustainability to make sure you're, you're taking back or taking consideration of where this packaging may end up. Um, the the second part of my, my original question was around <laughs> the nutritional information. Yes. How important is it to get that right? And what's I'm sure you in you, the the time you've been at Hallie's, you've seen where it's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. um, what does that mean if, it, if mm -hmm. the nutritional information isn't correct? Mm. Uh, yeah, things can go terribly wrong if, uh, depending on what it is in the nutritional information that isn't isn't right. So something as simple as a spelling mistake in that um, you know little box can um, uh, can be very problematic. And um, you know it, it, the worst thing in our world that can happen is a recall. Um, so you know product goes out to consumers and um, has to you know has to all come back because it's not right. Um, touch some wood that we haven't had to face that, uh, but our, our customers, um, you know, we do from time to time um, have the situation where either the customer's given us the wrong information or, you know, there maybe has been a mistake happened somewhere along the line. Um, and, um, you know, we can, we have pretty uh, tight checking processes to make sure that doesn't happen. You know, we're, we're proofing and we're double checking all the way along the process to um, ensure that we're printing exactly what the customer um, needs us to print in that regard. But yeah, label is important in terms of the information as well as the look. The New Zealand-made Kiwi trademark is relied upon by over 1,500 New Zealand businesses to gain a market origin advantage in the markets they operate, both domestically and internationally. Check to see if the good service or software that you make is eligible at buynz.org.nz. Now we're at HaliExpress in mm -hmm. Auckland, which is different uh, the building name on the front is different as Halley Express versus Halley Labels. Mm -hmm. What happens here that's different from mm -hmm. your other locations? Yeah, um, so this is uh, one of our four sites actually. We've got two in New Zealand, there are two in Australia. Um, and Halley Express in our Auckland um, plant denotes the fact that we are digital here. So we are entirely digital and that means we can do short run and we can turn it around really quickly. So the Express name um, tells a little bit of a story about, um, about what we we can do. We have a uh, much bigger plant in Christchurch which runs um, what's called Flexo Gear, which is uh, the, the longer run 
um, end of our game and um, often we're making uh, stock to be held on the shelf for, for the customer. So the, the runs are longer, the product's going on the shelf and then they're calling it off when they need it. Uh, but our digital plant here, yeah, it's um, a short run, quick turnaround and lots of variety. So if you've got you know, uh, 200 of this label and 500 of this one and 300 of this one using a digital method of printing is the right right way. It's a, a lot more cost effective. Um, and also we're able to do um, variable printing here. So uh, the label here, which had, you know, information on that was unique to every every label we're using a database and we're um, able to print unique information across each um, each item. So if someone is a, a business and they may be working from home or mm. um, doing comparatively short runs, not the commercial size runs, they can use Heli to do that through Heli Express here. That's right. And we can also grow with our customers too. So we can start them off using a short run, um, a digital item where, you know, that cost is you know more palatable for them. And then as they grow their product and they need um, larger runs and we need to take that step up to the um, other equipment, we can do that with them as well. One of the ones that uh, stood out to me is, is the signature collection here, mm. the, the packaging on the outside. I, I think it's amazing because it, there's a lot of effort that's been put into that sheath mm. and then underneath. Mm. So that's a, um, that's a collection of samples of our work. So it's often um, you, you can't uh, rock up to a customer with all our beautiful samples or the competitor's samples. So we need to be able to demonstrate to them what, um, what we can do and, you know, and um, in a succinct way. And of course, there's, you know, many different um, um, embellishments and um, materials that can give you a, a whole lot of um, combinations of effects. And so this is, you know, our attempt to show um, show how that can be done. So, you know, we've got some um, beautiful raised effects here and sandpaper varnish and, you know, matte and gloss uh, spot varnishes. Um, we've got um, different foils, uh, you know, spot foils. We've got material that's, you know, clear on clear. So when you put it on the on the product, you can't see the label outside. Uh, there will be different, um, uh, you know, an embossed foil effect. Uh, we've got some of the more interesting label stocks are in here. So a, 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 it has an embossed effect on the actual base label stock. Um, there's, you know, silver, there's metalised paper versions. This one's an interesting one. It's a, um, uh, a, a veneer. It looks like, looks like looks wood. Looks like wood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for each page that we've got in here, you can actually take the label out and, um, you know, apply that onto your um, uh, onto see. your product so that you can get some kind of idea of what it might look like. Uh, this is a, a flocked material. Amazing. <laughs> Weird and wonderful. Um, yeah, we've, um, you know, where we can print it on everything. Um, and we've got an environmental section uh, at the end of this um, this book, which, um, yeah, shows some of the different options that we've got in that area. And for a manufacturer that hasn't gone down that path of doing the design yet, mm. is that something you will help with as well? Yes, yes, we will. Um, we generally don't design ourselves, but we've got designers that we've worked with that we, we recommend. Um, and then our customer can take you know this to the designer and they can 
brainstorm between them. And then often it might come back round to us and they'll say, oh, you know, I'd like to do a foil on this material and, you know, print this particular image. And we'll say, oh, actually, think about doing it this way instead because that'll get a better effect on the equipment that we've got. So so I, I guess the the best results that we get are where we can work. We have a, a you know, an iterative process with, um, with our clients and with the designer. When you're out shopping, <laughs> do you yeah. see your products? Uh, do you yes. see your labels on products? Uh, yes, and I think anybody who works in this industry, their spouses would get sick of them standing around looking at the labels out for dinner, peeling off the wine uh, wine label because, um, yeah, it's always interesting for us. And yes, uh, we see our products um, all over the place. I, I'm the same. We go to the supermarket and um, Instead of just getting the stuff I'm supposed to get, I'm looking at the new bottles and I'm mm -hmm. turning it around and going, oh, that's New Zealand made, or mm -hmm. oh, it's Australian made. Okay, we'll put that one back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good seeing the New Zealand made Kiwi mm. on some of the product. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think, um, you know, that's what our customer base is. It's um, New Zealand um, businesses, New Zealand manufacturers, New Zealand entrepreneurs. You know, they're, they're starting off um, businesses selling product that they're passionate about and they're making and we get to work with them. And it's a, it is a local thing. You know, they can't import that process uh, that, you know, they get to work with us. And also lead times are often short too. So um, they'll want uh, a product quickly, they've got their product ready to go and now it needs a label on it. Um, uh, the, the lead time means that getting things done locally is the answer. So um, so our customer base is um, you know, the breadth of New Zealand and the, the breadth of manufacturers and um, any, any businesses will be our customers. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's terrific. <laughs> You're super passionate about the business, I can tell. Can you tell? Yeah. And I can tell that manufacturers mm. are going to be looked after with their products, which mm. is the pride and joy of what goes into it. Mm. And mm. the labelling is that experience as a consumer, you're judging that product by its label. It's the first mm. thing you see. And if it's something you know like wine or, or beverages, sometimes that influences actually what you taste as, as well. So it's a very important job. And I think you know if we look back historically, labelling becomes part of a country's culture. So 20th century labeling is now, you know, it's our work, some mm. of it. Yeah. Um, and so what you're doing now is doing the same for the 21st century, which is a great thing to see. It is, absolutely. Um, it is, uh, you know, an industry I'm very passionate about. I've, you know, been in it for, as I said, 20 years and still there are new things I'm learning. Um, Self-adhesive labeling has, you know, only been around in New Zealand since um, mid to late 60s. In fact, most of the manufacturers in New Zealand will have only started in the early 70s. So it's, it's kind of newish. Um, and and we're not, you know, Halley Labels, Halley is a family um, name. Um, the um, Halley family started it and owned it for the first 50 years of its um, of its inception. And um, then we transferred to a new private owner five years ago. Um, but it's, you know, being custodians of the the entrepreneurs and the inventors and the um, people who started in this game is, um, is you know, what we do. And um, you can see why they were so passionate about starting it in the first place. It's, um, it's a really interesting industry to be in. I, I love that part of the stories because mm. that, that, um, that custodian mm. nature is, you know, it's a partnership, it's a collaboration. It's part having a great product, but it's part making sure that it appeals to people as well. Yeah. And with the innovation and the labelling side of it, you know, particularly the digitisation, it'll be really exciting to see how that plays out, um, particularly after COVID and the pandemic. 
seeing New Zealand's reputation grow, or at least at a minimum people know where New Zealand is now, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to, I think, trade off that if you're a manufacturer trading off provenance and really wiring it in digitally to your product, not just mm-hmm. the labelling. Exactly. Uh, the red meat and protein sector is one of our largest sectors that we we um, work in and we supply right through the whole supply chain to them. So the um, uh, you know, carcass tags, um, inserts which you know go sit next to the meat and go in with the meat cut, um, carton labels in the supply chain right through to the product that you see in the supermarket with the full colour label on the um, you know on the meat pack at the end. Um, and provenance is a, a definitely a thing for, for them and um, you know we're working with them to help them um, um, you know enhance their supply chain so that they can uh, get what um, get the things that they need to make sure that our you know New Zealand made product overseas uh, is the value in it is held and that um, the premium nature of it is um, is portrayed and that the um, the genuine nature of it is is understood and be able to be verified so um, yeah it's it's um, uh, you know, working closely with that sector is also quite interesting given that, you know, that New Zealand is one big farm and that's what, what we're about. We're about um, creating products domestically that we sell to the rest of the world um, and um, it's um, it's nice to have a chance to um, be so connected to that part of, yeah, of our country. Great thing to protect, great thing mm. to be part of. Mm. Anne-Marie, thank you very much for your time today and sharing the Halley Label story and uh, your contribution to it and showing some of the the products that you've labelled here today. Uh, Really looking forward to sharing this out with our 1,500 New Zealand manufacturers who may be either in the market for new labels or maybe some additional uh, packaging labels for the e-commerce shipping options where people are getting their unboxing experience. I think there's some real opportunities across the piece in that. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and I'd be delighted to talk to others and help them along their label um, way. I'm sure you (laughs) will. And that's what this is all about. Kiwi Original is uniquely Kiwi stories and connecting businesses together and showing Kiwis that that a lot actually gets made here. Sure does. That's it for another episode of A Kiwi Original. Remember to subscribe on the podcast or on YouTube to receive the next episode. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you think could benefit. See you next time. One of the big things we had right from the start that was, we're going to push that it's New Zealand made. New Zealand made carries a lot of weight outside New Zealand. People don't realise that. Well, you're by New Zealand and uh, we were really motivated by your professionalism at the outset when we first contacted you and that gave us the confidence to reach out to the rest of the New Zealand community to support this. We'll get two, three, four, five inquiries every day from people. And their only question is, are your products made in New Zealand? They don't want to know anything else. We knew there was demand in the market for a New Zealand-made product, firstly, a natural New Zealand-made product. We have got New Zealand-made. That was the first thing I signed up to. I was really proud of that. And um, you were very welcoming. So thank you, Ryan. 
I think it's very, very important to sell in New Zealand as a New Zealand-made product. Originally, we were having to import components from overseas. It wasn't until we shifted to our carbon fiber model that we were able to say that the product was made in New Zealand. And that was a huge, it was sort of a big goal for me. I wanted to have complete control over the manufacturing of it. Definitely, it's something that we've been belonged to right from the beginning. And it's just put trust, especially New Zealanders, into our products. We've noticed recently, people have become so much more discerning about, they will upfront and say to you, is it really made here? And not have to rely on other countries and important components, especially in times like these, I'd, I'd, be, I'd have no stock. Being able to front up to that and show your logo and say, well, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand that you have to have a license to show that logo. We have also New Zealand made on some of the other brands selling over overseas. And it's something that people are looking for. The little triangle has been a part of our brand for a long time. Is that a, an investment or is it a cost? You know, can, we, can we spend it given what's going on? Uh, no, it's actually good value for us. Yeah, we, we are a Kiwi company, we are proudly Kiwi. It instantly had a, a fruitful conversation without any dancing around or holding back or everything came out and that was that was part of the how why it was so invaluable and so the best way to do that is to, to join the finance and make campaign right so i as you will see on any of my social media stuff like yeah i put the buy new zealand made logo i class on everything i can pass it on but just being able to prove to people that it is new zealand made and that we've got a story that's great you know pretty proud to be able to do that